0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And this is episode 21 of season 2. That's right, season 2 is now old enough to drink. Nice. If you're keeping track at home, it's a total of 71 episodes, which means we're going to hit episode 100 probably before the end of this year, which would be very nice. So, uh, Craig, we are back. We're back. We, are, we have survived Thanksgiving. Full of food. Stuffing. So much stuffing. But first... We talk, had some treat last time, so we I presume did. the beer you're handing me is called Trick. It is
1: not, oh, but it's a by a different yeah, brewery. Fun.
0: All right, so this is by. Here's the can. Uh, this is from Other Half. Where is Other Half?
1: That's the one in um, is that the Brooklyn one in the City. Brooklyn.
0: Brooklyn. Yes, that would be the city. This one is aptly named Idaho Seven and Galaxy. Idaho. 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 Uh, it's an eight point five percent. We uh, Imperial IPA. Um, Wow, I'm going to guess. You cannot see through no, this it's beer. It's like got an orange juice kind of consistency to it. Uh, more, I'm sorry, in appearance, not really in consistency. It's called Idaho 7 and Galaxy. I'm going to presume that it's using Idaho 7 hops and Galaxy hops. I'm a huge fan of Galaxy hop beers. I have very rarely have I had a Galaxy Hop beer that I haven't liked, but I have had Idaho 7 hops before, and I don't care for them in beer. All right, but you've never had a mix. I, not that I know of, of this particular two. I kind all of right. avo- avoided the Idaho's. All right. So All right, so I'm going to go first You're here. You're going to go first. Like you said, it, I'm going to describe the—oh, God, there is it's no like, light penetration. It's like
1: orange juice with pulp in it.
0: it it's, it's, I'm going to call of... it murky is the word I'm going to use. Yeah, it's, that's a good word. This is beyond hazy.
1: Yes. This is beyond hazy. All right, yes. here we go. He's taking a swig. He's swishing it. He's thinking about it. He's pondering. Strong ale up front. Ooh. Oh, he got a kick of something. Some sort of
0: juice taste on the back end. Go for it. I get the galaxy up front. Very smooth for an Imperial. Craig is Craig is pondering.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. It just like... The hops definitely... are
0: all in the front.
1: Yeah, the juicy part definitely hits you in the like the back and end of it. I can't even it.
0: tell you what the juice. Oh, whoa. Nope. There's like a 30-second delay. There is a major hop aftertaste after the juicy fades.
1: Wow, that's a very complex beer. It
0: is. It's hoppy, then it's juicy and smooth, and then it's hoppy again in a real late aftertaste. <clears> you're getting <throat> it late aftertaste now? Oh, yeah. And you're getting hops, right? Yep. Oy, okay. All right. That's not bad. I would drink See? this. Oh, no, well, I, we I, are. I will. <laughs> so, uh, okay, on to burning hot take questions. That's
1: right. So Craig, why don't you start this week? What do you got all right, for me? So we are in week what of the NFL? This, this is, is week, week 12. twelve. So, you know, playoff pictures start to come into focus a little yes. bit. Yes. Particularly for the teams that have
0: like eight or more wins.
1: Right. Like the Chiefs are nine and two. Yes. The Texans are seven and three. The Steelers are seven and two. Yes. Patriots are seven and three. Now those are now you notice those are all AFC teams. Yes. The AFC is a mess right now with the playoffs. You know why? Because there's a bunch of teams at five and five and mm-hmm. six and four. Yes. So I'm going to read you a list of teams that are have that record, and you tell me they have five or six wins right now. Right now, and you tell me who do you think is going to make the playoffs? All right, so
0: before we do that, right? Okay, so we've got Houston at seven. We've got the Patriots at seven. We're going to presume they're going to win the division, and they're in. Their end. Right. We're going to presume the Chiefs hold the AFC West. Yep. What division am I missing here? Uh, AFC South. No.
1: No, you're good. Chiefs, Pats, Texans, Texans, Steelers,
0: Steelers. Okay, so those four we're presuming are the so they, everybody else is basically competing for two
1: wild card spots, right? In Britt's mind, so go ahead, give me the team so I can tell you. Dolphins are five and five. Ugh. Um, the Ravens and the Bengals are five and five. Okay, oh, no. The Colts and the T- uh, Tennessee Titans are five and five. Oh. The Chargers are seven and three, but the Broncos are four and six. No, oh,
0: okay. I'm gonna go. Is that that's everybody? That's it. Everyone has so that was less than six that. six teams, and they're essentially, for the most part, fighting for two spots. Yes. I like the Chargers, All even right. though I don't. I think they're. I think they're a nine or ten win team. I don't think they're really spectacular, but I think they'll be better than five hundred down the stretch. So I'll give them wild card spot number one.
1: All right.
0: I want to say the Colts. I really like that feel-good story that Andrew Luck comes back and leads his team back into the playoffs. But if you're talking about a team that I think can motivate themselves into the playoffs, it's probably the Ravens. I think there's, this Baltimore team is going to look very different next year, and I think they all know it. And if you remember the the, the movie Major League, I think you have a, might
1: have a major league going on right <laughs> now. we are or... going to lose. <laughs> Oh wait, no, that's uh, wrong movie. Gonna get rid of all of us, <laughs> even me, even, even you, Dorn. Yes, I'm I, not I, doing any calisthenics. That's not on my contract. Yeah,
0: I, I, uh, I am. I, I feel pretty confident that that team's gonna be very, very different next year. So, yeah. I'm gonna narrow it to three. I'll say the Colts, the Chargers, and the Ravens in those two two spots. One of the two of those three teams. What do you think? All right.
1: Um. So I'm. So I'm gonna agree with you and say the Chargers. I definitely. I think they have the best shot out of everyone in this list. Because uh, Rivers is still – I mean, they're still pretty good. They're great Their def- Their defense is, has, is hot and cold.
0: Yes, and has been better as – historically gets better as the year goes on. And that's not just this year. Look back at like the last three years, and barring injury, you'll look. You'll see their fantasy numbers tend to go up. They start off averaging five or six points the first five weeks. Last five weeks of the year, That that defense averages like 10 fantasy points. They start causing turnovers. They start right. getting sacks. They get yep. better.
1: Yep. And then I know you're going to disagree with me, but I'm sticking with my guns. You're I'm saying the Bengals. the Bengals are going to win their first playoff game since 1991. I, I, the Bengals. Their defense is going to improve because you know why? There is no more defensive coordinator. Their defense coordinator got fired. Yes. After the New Orleans game. That's not a good thing, Craig. No, it is a good thing because now Marvin is actually a defensive coordinator. That's also not a good thing. No, nah, he's pretty good at defense. That guy should be. Offense is not his
0: forte. He should be coaching college at this point. I'm sure he will soon. Yeah. Well, we keep saying that every
1: year, and every year he <laughs> finds a way to come back. So I think their defense is actually going to improve. The reason why they lost that game is they've kind of, you know, again, they have penalty issues, but... Their defense will improve by the time the year is over. You don't have
0: to talk to me about penalty issues. I was curling Monday night, so I wasn't able to watch (laughs) the first half of the Chiefs-Rams game, but I was watching it from the ice. There's a TV you can see from the ice, and at one point I looked over in between shots, and they flashed up there. Rams, zero penalties for zero yards. Chiefs, nine penalties for 92 yards. And I went, how do you have 92 (laughs) yards and nine penalties in the first half? And it's not That's even halftime And yet. no one threw their socks. That's right. And no <laughs> one's even thrown socks or been ejected. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. So, okay. Um, Our question comes from, uh, question two comes from our friend, Cinch. Okay. We're 11 weeks in. Yes. Going along your playoff predictions. Yep. Who is playing in the Super Bowl? And he was kind enough to poll the entire Fignut broadcast team. He was. So who do you have? And I have his answers right now. Who do you have in the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl right
1: now? Winning the Super Bowl right now? The yes. Saints. You have the Saints. Yes. Defend that. I do because I think after last year, I think Drew Brees is a man on a mission. And I think he's he's going to throw for a lot more touchdowns. And that's going to bring them to to the Super Bowl and win it. Because last year, you remember being in that uh, restaurant slash bar? Mm-hmm. And everyone went nuts when the Vikings won. Oh my God, that's right. Remember Where that? were we? We were at um, Harlan House. We were at Harlan House at the German now, beer hall. This place was an old bank, so you have to remember this place has is all marble high and high ceiling, and high ceilings. And it was when that last play happened. It got loud. If
0: a bird were to chirp in there, it would probably measure on the Richter scale. And there was 50, 60, 70 people all gathered around the bar. Most of them probably didn't even like football. My wife was there with us that night. She doesn't like football. And our other and,
1: friend's wife. Right. And Deb. And,
0: and Deb. And <laughs> Deb and, and my wife, Christy, who neither of which like football, watched that last play and they and just absorbed both went,
1: the energy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Christy just went, Wow, that doesn't happen, does it? And no. I'm like, No, that no, never happens, <laughs> ever. So even they who don't care a lick about football were like, Wow. So, all right. Well, you'll be happy to know that our, uh, our guest, Keith, and our frequent contributor, Cinch, Um, both agree with you. They both voted for the saints, uh, pulled our friend, Adam, uh, who, and our other friend, Sean, who both have contributed once each and they both went the Rams. So three saints, two votes for the Rams, and I am going to jinx them and vote for my chiefs. Hey man, I voted for the Bengals to win the playoffs
1: playoff game.
0: You would think I would break this tie. (laughs) Hear me out. Go ahead. Oh, Britt Brit is whispering again. Patrick Mahomes played so bad. <laughs> don't tell me he was great. I don't care. he, he threw, threw s- over six touchdowns. Don't care how many he threw three picks. He fumbled one. And
1: two of them were touch. Actually, no, one got called back. One was a touchdown.
0: He 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 his quarterback rating was only like 117. It was the same as Goff's, So I don't care. But what he got out of that game was the experience of being on. The big stage, super
1: mega spotlight. Playing a team who's probably going to make to the Super Bowl.
0: (laughs) Unless New Orleans makes it, in which case you guys will have a better chance. Right, right, right. My point is,
1: that experience to him is
0: going to be invaluable. It is going to be epic, and it's going to be essential for them to compete. So I think I'm going to take my Chiefs. I'm going to jinx myself right now. (laughs) I'm the only one taking an AFC team. So what I need to have happen is for the (laughs) NFC... To have somebody not named the Rams or the Saints make the Super Bowl. Because then, even if I'm wrong, I don't look as stupid as I do as the rest of our podcasters. There's
1: there's whispers that the Cowboys can come back and win the division. What about the Bears? What happens if the
0: stars align and we have the Bears
1: versus the Colts
0: again? (laughs) What if? I'm just saying. What if the Rams are going to be the one seed? New Orleans is more than likely going to be the two. I think it's going to be hard for them to lose the two seed. Right. What if the Bears march into L.A. in January in the 50 degree freezing cold that is L.A. in January (laughs) and stun the Rams in a 10-9 shocker? Jared Goff is crying in his soup. Todd Gurley (laughs) is already on a plane back to wherever he lives. (laughs) Something like I, that. I mean, stranger things have happened. And then the Bears march into New Orleans the next week. Or meanwhile, let, let's play it up. Let's play. All you right, you play want it. to get weird, kids? <laughs> sure. Let's get weird. Uh, what division are we forgetting? We got the West. We got the South. We got the Northeast. Meanwhile, the Washington Redskins walk into New Orleans. Alex Smith comes out with a peg leg. <laughs> and throws for six touchdowns and now your (laughs) nfc championship game is bears hosting the redskins (laughs) and the bears win and now you've got the bears in the super bowl i'm gonna put
1: the odds that happen at about i wonder what the odds are on vegas or for the bears winning the super bowl 0.3
0: percent i would say it's pretty good long shot but
1: it can happen it could happen you're
0: telling me there's a chance yep exactly so I, I, I'm not big on it. So I'm going to go there. So But the the predominant of the six folks who have ever appeared on our podcast, three of them think that New Orleans is on a track for the Super Bowl. I don't think New Orleans is that good.
1: I mean, a, they lost to Tampa in week one. Say that yeah, again. They lost to Tampa. Three and seven. Yeah, but a lot of people actually think the Patriots are going to get to the Super Bowl, and they lost to Tennessee. Okay, they had their bad game. The Patriots have, all right.
0: just in defense of the Patriots, I know this is going to sound absurd, <laughs> but in defense of the Patriots, the Patriots have one bad one or two bad scheme games every year. Every year the Patriots go out there and lay an egg somewhere. The problem, the reason they lost to the Giants in that 16 and 0 season, think about it. They were was 17 1 officially? Yes. They had one bad game. It was in the Super Bowl. They had right. a bad game in week seven. And they go 17 and one, and they're holding up the trophy again. Every year, they have one or two bad games. If that's the bad game, then, and they're in a weak division. Who else is going to challenge them?
1: Uh, right now, maybe the, well, the Dolphins are five and five. Other than that, let's voice, see. Let's assume, New, off.
0: let's assume New England doesn't even get the bye. Let's assume they're a three or a four seed. They're going to win on wildcard weekend at home. More than likely. Okay. If they're the four seed, that means they have to march into Arrowhead, a team they've already beaten once in a place they've already won, not this year, but in the past. Oh, right. Wait, they did. No, didn't they? No, the Chiefs
1: they? Chiefs beat the Patriots in Foxborough this year, right? Well,
0: that was last year. No, this year they lost in Foxborough. They lost to the Patriots in Foxborough. Patriots won at home. Okay. Okay. They can win. They can win that road game. I'm just saying. I'm just saying they can win that road game. And if they're the three or the four seed, that means Pittsburgh is the two seed. Am I worried about them marching into Pittsburgh? No, I don't count them out. Is what I'm saying. Don't count them out. Don't. I, I just I can't. So. All right. Question. The third is my question this week. Oh, it just flew out of my head.
1: <laughs> and there it goes. That's and the show. There folks. There <laughs> it goes. Um. OK, yeah, I'm going
0: to go with this. OK. We're talking about playoff teams, teams that are trying to make the playoffs. Right. Tampa Bay is three and seven. They are not making the playoffs. Correct. What and their, their quarterback changes every week. Dirt,
1: it's magic. Dirk Cutter
0: doesn't seem to know how to run an offense. Their best running back is Peyton Barber. I'm going to take a brief pause, let that that's in. <laughs> Peyton Barber is their best running back. Okay. Right, soak that in. Yep. What changes does Tampa need to make during this offseason to improve for next year? do they need to reset the quarterback is the quarterback is the Winston experiment over do they need running back help can they They, win with the wide receivers they have and let's not even talk about their defense their defense is horrendous their
1: defense I would say first they're where you start their defense needs an overhaul agreed that's where I would start too. because as we all know Fitzpatrick could easily throw for four or five hundred yards yeah but if their defense can't keep them in the game then they're not going to win agreed anything agreed Let's talk briefly about where Fitzpatrick has been and how bad they've been after he leaves. All right. So before this, he was with the Jets, right? Hold on. Let me let me bring it up because he's been a ahead. lot of but teams. We know he came from the Jets. He was on the Jets. He
0: was he most recently before Tampa. He was on the Jets. Yep. The Jets drafted the quarterback of the future. They hit the reset button. They said, "All right, writing. are
1: you uh, are you ready?"
0: Well, let's. So just f- focus on the Jets. I'm correct. Is the last stop right? I'm not yes. forgetting somebody. Okay. Let's finish up the Jets and then we'll go to that. So. They hit the reset, button. they voluntarily sit there and go, okay, this is not going to work. We are not a playoff bound team right now. Let's hit the reset button. And they got worse because they're resetting. So that, that happened. So Fitzpatrick
1: left and the team got worse. Where was he before the jets? Houston, Houston, 12 games. His passer rating was 95.3. Now Houston might be the exception to
0: the rule. Houston definitely got better after he left. That's where I'm going with this. Houston is definitely a better team. They're not great, but they're better. Okay, so that, that one might be the exception to the rule. Before Houston was?
1: Tennessee. Tennessee. 11 games, passer rating of 82.
0: But Tennessee has not been consistent at all. The Marcus Mariota experiment has been failing spectacularly. Yeah,
1: thanks, Tennessee. You ruined my fancy week yeah, last week. Seriously.
0: I mean, every, Defense was
1: negative four. They
0: can't figure out how to play a football game, and, and they're either fantastic or they're terrible, but, you know, they're, they, much like the Jets did last year, Tennessee hit the reset button. What year was he there? Five years ago, 2013. So five seasons ago. Yep. He was there five seasons ago. You hit the reset button as he walked out the door. And now here you are five seasons later and you still have no consistency, even though you have all the pieces in place on the offense, you have the quote unquote franchise quarterback. You wanted, you went out and got him and what pick number two, think so a couple years ago you've got deon lewis in your backfield you signed away and you've got derrick henry supposedly the next big thing that's never going to be the next big thing <laughs> you've got you brought in six different wide receivers a combination of veterans and young guys you still don't know how to use Corey davis i don't care that delaney walker is hurt even if delaney walker were well he would not be producing in this offense you don't know what you're doing and fitzpatrick left you and you got worse before that was Buffalo, was Buffalo it Buffalo
1: for f- uh, one, two, three, four years.
0: Do we need to talk about how bad Buffalo has been since Fitzpatrick left? They they were a playoff team last year, but other than that, they haven't done anything since Fitzpatrick then, was there. And uh,
1: before that, Cincinnati, and before that, the Rams.
0: Okay, Cincinnati hasn't gotten better, but they haven't gotten worse, and the Rams have definitely gotten better, but the Rams was 10 he years was ago. He was only four games. Well, that was 2005. 2005. 13 years, so we can't count that. No, they got
1: really bad. That was his better. rookie year. So, so
0: primarily— Teams that bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick, when he walks out the door, they're in worse shape. No, but he is a smart man. He keeps finding a way to get money. He he, he gets he mega backup bucks. He is. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. He's the modern Bernie Kosar. He is. He just
1: goes where the money is. He goes where the money he is. from. He did go to school in Harvard, so he, he is, is smart. He
0: is a vulture, and God bless him. So... <laughs> So there, all right, so there's there. I don't even remember what my question was. Something about Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, something, and the, oh, Tampa, the Buccaneers, Tampa, blowing up Tampa. Yes, you got to blow up the box. And you know what? You've got to do it with a new coach. You
1: need to clean house. You need hey, to maybe. all the Jets are going to fire their coach in the year. Maybe he'll. Will he? will go down there. Todd no, not Smith. Todd Bowles.
0: Todd Bowles is a good builder. He's just not a good execute executor. He built a decent team. He's helped them build a decent team. He just doesn't know how to coach a decent team.
1: Right. You know.
0: So anyway.
1: No, like I said last. Some guys are just better coordinators than they are head coaches because it's a different job. Yeah, I you say that about Marvin Lewis every year, and he continues to be a head coach. No, that's he's an exception to the rule. So. <laughs> the laws of physics just don't apply in the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals organization. No, don't understand as long it. as Mike Brown is there, they never will. I just don't get it. I, it's, and then, nor will you. <laughs> I should stop trying to
0: figure it out. Is really what you're telling me. I should just yes. stop trying. <laughs> so, all right, onwards. Let's talk about some DFS because. Um, we record this on Wednesday nights and if you don't know with the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving is a good time to go out and have a beer. So, and my glass is almost empty, so we need to move this along. All right. Last week was a miserable week in DFS. If you listen to the Thanksgiving day special, you already heard me complain about how I ran the metric while I was doped up. <laughs> um, let me just say, I'll say this at the risk of being controversial. They told me when I was having my procedure done that it was a minor procedure. So I just needed something that would knock me out briefly. So they gave me propanol. Are you familiar with propanol, Craig? Uh, I am not. You would probably know it as the drug that killed Michael Jackson, the king of pop. Oh, that's what that is. I now understand why he liked it. All right. This stuff knocked me clean out in under three minutes. Like
1: they was it an IV or is it a Oh, he injected it into my IV. I And he was like, Hi, Brit, good night, and just So well <laughs> okay, so the story. <laughs> So I'm having this
0: procedure done, and part of it is they have to have my mouth open for um, uh, a breathing tube. So they, uh, the, the nurse says to me, here, you need to put this mouthpiece in. Are you ready? Yeah, okay, I'm ready. And I put this mouthpiece in so that they can make sure the breathing tube stays steady. Now, here's where the timeline gets fuzzy. <laughs> okay. So they give me this little breathing thing. I'm sitting there, I'm laying on, on this bed, and I've got this breathing thing in my mouth. And um, the doctor, the anesthesiologist says, all right, Britt, I'm going to give you some of the medicine. Can you start counting backwards? And he starts injecting the stuff into my IV and I don't answer him. So he says, Britt, can you hear me? Can you count backwards from 10? I still don't respond. (laughs) Okay. So that's when the nurse said, I think he's out. I was out. I don't remember any of this. (laughs) The last thing I remember is the nurse saying, are you ready to put this breathing thing into your mouth? And me going, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I bit down on the breathing thing, and I have no memory for the next 90 minutes whatsoever of anything that Brit happened. was
1: actually abducted by aliens. <laughs> it could have
0: been. I started to come to. They were wheeling me into the recovery area, and they were shocked that I was waking up so quickly. And They were like, how do you feel? You're coming out a little quicker than we expected. Normally, people sleep another 20 or 30 minutes, and I felt Fan-freaking-tastic. <laughs> Let me tell you, I felt like I'd had the best- He wants eight, to sing. Yeah, eight, I felt like I'd had an eight-hour <laughs> long sleep. I could click my heels in the air and do a, a number out in the ER, I or OR, or in this case. It was not the emergency room. I, I, I felt fan-freaking-tastic. I'm like, I looked at, I had a family member there with me. I looked at him, I said, how long was I out? And they said, the doctor said you were out about 90 minutes. I'm like, I feel like I had an eight-hour sleep. I now understand <laughs> why- Michael Jackson himself liked using this to help him get sleep. Of course, unfortunately, he used it in the wrong way, and it cost him his life. But I get it. I could take this stuff, sleep for two or three hours, and then work an entire day. (laughs) Take another two or three hours and work a night shift. It was amazing stuff. The problem Uh, was, uh here comes the downside. (laughs) 3 hours later, I felt like I hadn't slept in a week as my brain suddenly realized I've been I've been fooled here. This is not this is not the way this is supposed to be. That 3 hour window where my brain finally decided, no, we should probably rest. Something's not right," is when I decided to sit down and run the football numbers. So consequently, I sent to Craig a list of players including Ricky Seals-Jones, Josh Doxson, Josh Doxson uh, Dion Lewis, Dion Lewis, and none of my, none of my plays worked out last week in DFS. So I lost my shirt last week in DFS. Um, I'm, I'm hoping, I I blame the
1: Titans for me personally.
0: And that's it. Two weeks ago, I sat on this very show and I said, I'm done with the Titans. And then I used Dion Lewis two weeks in a row. Yeah. I, I, I I will never say they're dead to me, but they're dead to me.
1: Exactly. So,
0: All right, so onward. So So just I appreciate a couple folks did reach out to me afterwards and ask if everything was okay and how my procedure went. Everything went spectacularly. I am more healthy than I thought I was, and you're going to be stuck with me for a good long time on this show. Um, Well, as long as Craig continues to record it anyway. I'm not even sure we're recording now. So (laughs) Um, on to this week. So week 13, we're going to bounce back. Week 13 is weird because uh, if you listen to Thanksgiving special, DraftKings is not running a full week slate this week. There is no slate that's 15 games. There are 15 games this week, but their biggest slate is 13 games that starts Thursday night. So if you're you're looking, we're going to focus on the Thursday night game through Sunday and the Monday night game. We're not going to consider the two early games on Thursday because they're simply not on the DK slate. They're just not there. Well, they're there if you want to play Thanksgiving only, but they're not there on the week-long slate. So again, this week, there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of variability. There are four quarterbacks on my list of guys you can use. Uh, in terms of DFS that are going to be really high value. The problem is two of them are Colt McCoy and Dak Prescott. uh, Yeah, I know. I don't like either of them anyway, but those two guys are playing on Thanksgiving, so they're off my list instantly. The other two guys I like, brace yourself, are Josh Allen and Russell Wilson. I don't trust Josh Allen, but he's only 4,400, and I don't think Jacksonville's going to be able to start Buffalo. If I'm going to play tournaments, I'm going to consider Josh Allen. But I also think Josh Allen's going to be a little higher owned. So I'm going to uh, and I don't typically play a lot of tournaments. So I really like Russell Wilson this week. Carolina is giving up a ton of points in the air. They don't give up a lot on the ground, but that's okay. Seattle doesn't have a ground game. So I I don't mind using Russell Wilson. Craig, who do you like this week in the quarterback ranks?
1: Uh, Out of that, out of those two, I would pick Wilson. Overall, Uh, you can disagree. um, He's a little expensive, but I kind of like luck against Miami. Where is he on my value list? But he's 6400
0: Yeah, see, that's a problem for me. I have luck at 22 points, but because he's 6400 he is way down my list. Right. Way down my list. What about Andy Dalton? Can I mean, he's 5300 He's playing the Browns. He's, and he's playing the Browns.
1: And the Browns, I need to tell you, everyone, like I so said at the beginning of the year, the Browns are the Browns. Right.
0: 3X is always where you're <laughs> shooting. In quarterbacks, sometimes you shoot for four because a lot of times, if they're going to get over 20 points, they're going to go over 3X. Can Andy Dalton get 51.3 points? I'm fifty-one, 51? Wow. Twenty-one. Uh, against 21. the Browns. 3? Yes, then he's a four
1: X value. That's an option two, and at fifty-three hundred, the biggest question for him is: Is AJ Green going to play? And that is a big question. We don't know. We don't. So, know.
0: who do you like better at that price point? You got Prescott at fifty-one hundred, but you've got Dalton at fifty-three hundred. Do you pay up the extra two hundred for Dalton, or do you? Tr- well, you can't use Prescott. because He's Thursday. He's Thursday. Uh, bad example. Okay, you know what?
1: Let's take a different example. So luck is well. Luck is uh, no, he's depressed.
0: Well, Kirk Cousins is only fifty five hundred at home against Green Bay. Do you like fifty five, you know, 5 hundred for Cousins or fifty
1: three for Dalton? Um, I mean, Green Bay is such a mess this year too. I don't know what to make of Green Bay either. Neither, but you know what? Ryan Fitzpatrick is fifty six hundred. Nope. against San Francisco, he's not. He's not starting. He's not starting. He's not starting. They've already said Winston's going to start again. What a mess this team.
0: Again, that's why I'm telling you this team needs to be blown up and it needs to start with their head. You know coach. what?
1: Blake Bortles. He's playing Buffalo. Blake Bortles let me he's tell you about 4900
0: dollars $4, for blake Do you know why That's because blake Bortles is terrible <laughs> blake Bortles has been the worst player of all time i'm, I'm gonna give you a, a quick list these are people who are better value plays than blake bottles you ready i'm ready josh rosen baker mayfield sam darnold ben roethlisberger and cam newton i do like cam this week he's is not he? a
1: value play but i think he i, I... you like eli against the no the eagles no no he yeah, had the highest-rated quarterback last week. Quarterback I cannot make
0: week. heads or tails if what Eli is going to show up. I just can't figure it out. I can't. I, so I like. I really like that Seattle-Carolina game from a, a passing point of view, and I'm probably going to use Cam in a fair few pools myself. So All right, so there you go. So you want value. You could look at uh, Russell Wilson. Andy Dalton's not a bad option. Um, there's a lot of guys who are going to score 23, 24, 25 points, but they're all expensive. You know, I mean, you may not want to avoid somebody like, I don't know, well, Trubisky's not going to play. Carson Wentz is only 5,900, but I don't know. Eagles are such a mess. I mean, even Phillip Rivers is only 5,800, but I have a feeling that game is going to be very one-sided. Which game? The Cardinals and the the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers are going to win by a lot.
1: Yeah, and (laughs) so if the Chargers are up 35-14, then that's a good time to uh, start Melvin Gordon. Melvin
0: Gordon. Who's 8,600. Right. So I, I don't know that I want to use Philip Rivers there. So, All right, running backs. All right, here's where... Let's get weird, kids. <laughs> oh, and here we go again. Here we go. I got eight value plays at running back. How many of them are playing Thanksgiving? Oh, only one of them. Oh, good. So Jordan Howard comes off the list. So I've got seven guys who are eligible for the main slate. Here's where Craig gets to have a fit (laughs) the first name on the list is elijah mcguire yeah i've got him slated for 12 points and he's only 3600 he is cheap the last time i had elijah mcguire slated for his value play isaiah cruel broke off one of those 70 yard touchdown runs that he does twice a year exactly so i don't like that number two on the list is my friend my close personal friend frank gore (laughs) the kenyan drake experiment Is over. It's a colossal failure (laughs) on so many levels that I cannot. Kenyon Drake, if you are listening to me right now, you have two options, in my opinion. (laughs) You need to find out what you're doing wrong, or you need to start planning for your life after the NFL, which, as we all know, stands for not for long. (laughs) That's right. Because Frank Gore has been doing it for 17 years. He's twice your age, and he is a better play than you are right now. And he's only 3,600.
1: That's not a bad that's, that's 11 points. Bad. That's yeah.
0: 11 points, Craig. And Gore, Gore At can do that. At vengeance? Revenge game? Maybe. People don't believe in them, but Is it been too long, Frank Gore? I don't think Frank Gore's I think Frank Gore's too old to care about revenge. I just think he cares if mean, he, he can might get out be. of bed in the
1: morning. That's true. But still, you know, 3600, that's uh, He can get 11 points.
0: I, I like that better than Elijah Maguire though, right? You got to like Gore better than Maguire. They're both 3600?
1: Yeah, and the Jets are playing uh, Particularly in cash. Yeah, the Jets are playing uh, New England, so...
0: In a tournament format, I'll use McGuire. In a cash game, I'll use Gore. Let's put it that way. Peyton Barber refuses to get off my freaking list. Everyone loves him, even though he does nothing. Uh, LaShawn McCoy is on my list. I don't think Jacksonville can stop the ball. I don't think he can stop LaShawn McCoy. This is not your father's Jaguars. What if Blake Bortles played defense? If Blake Bortles (laughs) played defense, then the defense would be the top rated in in the league. We wouldn't even be talking about the Chicago Bears. (laughs) We'll be talking about the Jacksonville Bortles. <laughs> but he doesn't play defense. So I've got LaShawn McCoy. <sighs> Lamar Miller. He's He is quickly but rapidly becoming my Frank Gore, except he's not good. <laughs> every week I have to... Every week I sit down and do my projections. Every week I say, Lamar Miller it's
1: could here again. score a
0: touchdown. Maybe. If he scores a touchdown, he's going to make value. If he scores two touchdowns, which he likes to do a couple times a year, he likes to be, do nothing for several weeks in a row and then score two touchdowns. He's a 4X. And all of a sudden, I see Lamar Miller start to climb up the values because I do the projections, and then I look at the salary. So I've got him slated for 14 points, at, and that's probably aggressive. He's probably closer to a 10-point or 11-point play, but he's only 4,500. If I don't feel comfortable using any of those other guys... I can use Lamar Miller. Jalen Richards on my list. Nah. That's the end of that conversation. (laughs) Moving on. Comes the guy I really am interested this week. Okay. And you're going to hate this. All right. It's Nick Chubb. Really? I got him slated for 20 points, Craig. Really? He's 6,300. Your Bengals? No, they're, yeah. They can't stop the run. They can't
1: stop the run. Nope. Not even Joe, not even Joe Mixon? I said they're giving up like a total. Joe Mixon doesn't play defense. No, no, no. I mean, you would take Chubb over Mixon?
0: Yes, because of the price because of the price what's Mixon's price Sixty eight. 68 tag? 68 is 63 I save $500 and I've got I I've, oh, I've actually got Mixon lower rated I got Mixon at 17 and a half Ooh. Really wow that's Oh shocking. god yeah. I'm still driving the train don't get me wrong <laughs> but I just don't think that I think Cleveland's a little tougher on the run Beyond that, I love, and he's outside of the value indicators, but I love Fournette and Ingram. They're mid-level plays at 6,700 and but let's, let's stick, let's stick with that top list. So these are the guys playing eligible on Sunday. Let's say you got to use one because you need to do a cheap DFS. Elijah McGuire, Frank Gore, Peyton Barber, LaShawn McCoy, Lamar Miller, but won't even say Jalen Richards name, or Nick Chubb. You got to use one. McGuire, Gore, Barber, McCoy, Miller.
1: Uh, I would go with Gore just because of the money.
0: 3,600 is so cheap. You can
1: spend up a lot in flex or another rec- you know, high end receiver.
0: I mean, think about it. If you use 3,600, you can use Chubb, Fournette, or Ingram in that second spot and not blank. Well, you can't use Ingram. He's Thursday. You can use Fournette, though. I I, I want to say Fournette's back, and I'm just not sold
1: on it yet, but I'm looking for somebody else. You could pay a- No, you, could- you can use Ingram because he's Thursday night. Wait. Oh, that's right. That's a night game, so he is usable. So I- Ingram is actually cheaper than Chubb. Ingram yeah, is 6,100,
0: but I've got him slated for 17. Ingram's been on fire. Ingram, are you ready for this? Are you ready for the stat that's going to give Craig probably some sort of coronary coronary event? <laughs> Mark Ingram had two more touches than Alvin Kamara last week. I know. I know. That's the way their offense rolls. If, if it's going to be a ground game, they're going to look at Ingram. If it's going to be an air ground game, they're looking at Kamara. So the question is against Atlanta, do you want to run or do you want to throw?
1: Atlanta's defense is... Porous both ways. Yeah, so whichever works better, I guess, for I, them.
0: I, could see, I can see a lot of screen passes, but I can also see a lot of straight-up runs. I, I like Ingram again this week. So, But if you're going to use a Frank Gore, that absolutely frees you up to use an Ingram or a Kamara and still use less than—let's put it this way. Gore plus Ingram is 9700 total. Total. That's less than 20% of your salary and your running backs are locked in. I, I think that's a good play. I do. I do. But honestly, you know who I'm looking this year, this week. I'm looking at Frank Gore-ish. Gore-ish. I'm actually, I'm actually looking at Nick Chubb and Christian McCaffrey because I'm big on Cam Newton this week. You got to use McCaffrey if you're using Newton. You've yeah, got to. That's a,
1: that's a must play.
0: You've got to, and he's 7,900, and I've got him only slated for 20 points, so he's undervalued, but he's out there. So wideouts. Okay, this is where I apologize to America. And this is why I'm using Cam Newton. I've got two value plays at wideout out on Sunday. This is one of them Funches. One of them is Devin Funches. Oh, why'd you do it? Because Funches <laughs> is only 4,700. Why'd you do it? He's 4,700. He's not a number one receiver. But you've got to ask yourself the question again. At 4,700, can he get you to 14 points?
1: Yeah. His average is 11. Maybe. Maybe. The other one's Larry
0: Fitz, because I think Arizona's going to have to throw. Against the, the 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 Chargers and the Chargers are strong against the run. I'm not big on David Johnson this week. I'm, I'm glad to see David Johnson starting to have a rebound. I would love to invite that guy who read me off about how David Johnson oh, yeah, was the top remember, four running remember back.
1: Remember that? Yeah, like where's see, David Johnson now? Yeah, he's, uh, nowhere. He's like, he, well, actually, the last two weeks have moved
0: him up to like I think RB 12. But yeah, you're nowhere near the top five, and you screamed at me that I had Zeke ranked above him. Yeah. Zeke is like RB four or five right now. And David Johnson is sitting in Dairy Queen next to Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> so wait, we some point we're going to we'll do that in a season recap. But we got to talk about the disaster that was Le'Veon Bell. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, my God. Maybe we'll do an episode from a Dairy Queen. <laughs> we could do that. We could. We could just see you around here. <laughs> set up shop in a Dairy Queen. and Just ask people if they know who Le'Veon Bell is and what they think of him. <laughs> so so I like Funches and Fitzgerald as. Value plays. I can't use them both though. I'm not that crazy, so I'll use one or the other in most of my cash lineups. And if I'm using Cam, I'm using Funches. So there's my stack. My stack is Newton, McCaffrey, and Funches. Okay. Um, I, those are the only two value plays I have. Cole Beasley, Anthony Miller, they both come up high. Kiki Kuti is is uh, is healthy, and he comes up high on my list. Julio Jones has been balling, but he's up to 8,300. Do you have the wide receiver list from DraftKings open? Yeah. Can you open up uh, Julio's game log page? Okay. I'm not interested in his numbers. Give me, going backwards in time, his last five salaries.
1: We know he's 8,300 this week. 85, 83, 79, 82, 79, 85. Okay, so it has been pretty high. I always thought, I thought he was down around 75 His at one His lowest point. was week one at 76 because he was hurt. Yeah.
0: Okay, so he has bounced around there. He's been around the $8,000 mark all year, but he's starting to actually show promise there around that $8,000 mark. The rest of my mid-range are all folks that I don't trust. Mohamed Sanu, Adam Humphrey, Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, Alshon Jeffrey. All of these guys have huge ceilings, but they have very low floors. Josh Dachson is number sixteen on my value list this week, so don't worry, we're not going to talk about Josh Dachson. <laughs> um, for though DJ Moore, despite the fact that he had a massive week last week, and I would love to use him, I can't trust him in a cash game. I've only got him pegged for eleven points, and he's forty six hundred. But I that's there's no doubting this kid's got a potential future here. We've got to we've got to keep an eye on that. But Craig, who do you like this week in? wide receiver ranks do you have faith
1: in funches or fitzgerald or are you looking I elsewhere don't, i have more faith in fitzgerald particularly because, against the chargers particularly against the chargers and i don't know cam just he's not a throwing he's like russell wilson he's not going to throw unless he has to has to really
0: it's a good point it's a good point we haven't gotten to the over-unders yet and i'm looking to see what their line is i'm cheating
1: you are cheating where is it how do you feel about ty hilton this week after his big return last week because, TY
0: never puts up big games
1: in a row. Not in the last couple years. Not in the last couple years. I, I just, I don't I don't trust it. I don't trust it. I like TY. I've got him slated for 16 points, but it's not enough for me to use So him. Does, does Diggs move up your uh, list at all now that Thielen is questionable?
0: Uh, he does point wise, but he's still expensive. So that's why he's not huge. Actually, I have Adam Thielen.
1: He, he's 70. Diggs is 76.
0: Yeah, I've got him pegged for 16 points. It only puts him at 2X value. So he's not very high. I've actually got Thielen higher on my value list oh wow but i understand he's banged up but i think he's probably gonna play in this game and i think he's gonna be the primary target when he can be he's the primary target there somebody was posting on twitter i wish i could remember who it was but somebody who is desperate for a running back sent this guy an offer and it was like send me nick chubb and i'll give you adam thielen what
1: (laughs) wow the dude
0: was desperate for a running back so the guy was like I could not hit accept fast enough. And I had to sit back in my chair and go, you know, Chubb is really on the way up and Thielen's been banged up. But there Damn, are, that's you have wow. to, right? I mean, Adam Thielen, all he did was have like 100-yard games the first six weeks of the year. Yeah. How can you not take that deal? So, I don't, know. I don't know. All right, on to tight ends. All right. Why? Because we're running out of time and my beer glass is empty. I hate tight ends. Let me just say this right now. There are three tight ends in the universe and they all stink. Thank you, Eric Ebron. Got me zero last week. Yeah, Eric Ebron, you cannot trust week to week. He is situational. That being said, if you find the right situation, yeah, he's golden. <laughs> but you gotta find the right situation. There are three tight ends you can rely on every single week. Well, maybe four. Three going into this. And they are in no particular order Ertz, Kelsey, and Gronk. I literally heard one person say Gronk is done. He is hurt. Well, excuse me. He is hurt. He is not well. He is ready to hang it up. He was. He is, he's done. I don't know if that's true or not. Ertz is somewhat situational, and he is super high ceiling, super low floor. Kelsey is situational in that we saw last week when Patrick Mahomes throws the ball at him, <laughs> he can catch the ball. Yes. Well, let me say at his hands. When he throws the ball at his feet, he
1: that's can't catch not it. Not so much, no. Yeah, exactly.
0: So you've really got to look for value here. That in mind. The metric told me I should start someone named W Smith. I don't even know who Who Smith is. <laughs> Bless you. I'm I'm just I'm just gonna be honest with you guys. I have no idea who Who Smith is. <laughs> I it, I've got him pegged for nine points. He's only twenty eight hundred, and that's based solely off the fact that I heard three other experts say he could score eight to ten points. I'm gonna be honest there. I'm that that is not a Brit pick. Watch that Johnu Smith is gonna go off <laughs> next week. Everyone's gonna know his name, etc. I'm presuming he plays for Tennessee. Um. The guy I like this week, again, is Chris Herndon. He's 2,800. New England gives up a decent amount of points to the tight end position. And the last time the Jets had a favorable tight end matchup, this I recommended this guy, and he caught a touchdown. He did. At 2,800, if he catches one ball for one yard and a touchdown, <laughs> that is 7.1 <laughs> points. <laughs> that is already 2x value. He's almost to three. He needs 8.7 points to be a 3x value. As long as they target him two or three times and one of them is in the end zone, he's going to make value. And I don't really love anybody else. Cameron Brate, people are big on him, but he's 3,600. Nah. I'm okay with Cameron Brate, but I'm not going to pay feel about,
1: How do you feel about Cook and McDonald?
0: I got Vance McDonald at 10 points, which isn't value, but is decent. I have Jared Cook at nine points because his quarterback doesn't know how to play football. I'm sorry. The, the David Carr experiment, the Carr experiment's got to end. If your last name is Carr with two R's, it's time to stop playing quarterback. And he's 4500 There's my problem with this. All the guys that have pegged for double digits yep. are essentially $6,000 or more except for Vance McDonald. So I've got Greg Olson at 10 points. He's 4400 Jordan Reed, I've got it 12 points. He's at 4,700. Jordan Reed, interesting fact I heard on the He's radio on the way over here. He is currently not hurt. Do you know who the top four tight ends and targets are this season? Who is it? They are in, I think, order.
1: All right. I hope.
0: <laughs> Zach Ertz. All right. Travis Kelsey. Yep. Rob Gronkowski. Okay. And Jordan Reed. Really? Jordan Reed is tight end number four in a year that's really, really bad. So if you're willing to pay $4,700, you can go ahead and use Jordan Reed. Except here's a problem. He's on that limited Thursday slate. So you can't use him on the Sunday slate because DraftKings doesn't think that's fair for you to use people who have to play on Thursday afternoon in a Sunday slate. I do not understand the logic of this. I will not get into a rant on this (laughs) because I criticized another broadcaster earlier this week for getting on a rant that had nothing to do with fantasy football. All I'm telling is he's not available. (laughs) He's not there. So I'm using Herndon. I'm I'm going to no, do it. I'm no, going to take the risk. good. And that's going to open up almost A lot two, of
1: money. It's going to open up at least $1,500 to $2,000 worth of salary for me. Yep. That's going to allow so me here's, to use a big player. So here's a question for you. If you went chalk on a running back yeah. and you had a pick between Barkley playing the Eagles, yeah. Melvin Gordon playing Arizona, okay. Kamara playing Atlanta, and uh-huh. Caffrey playing Seattle, who would you, who oh, would you go I'm with? I'm just going to cheat and go look at my rankings. <laughs> Let's go. Sort. I feel Turn like off the value Bar- indicator. <laughs> Barkley is the Giants main main attack weapon. OK, well, this this apparently is easy in strict points projections. If you yeah. take out all
0: salary implications, yeah, don't worry about salary. I've got Saquon Barkley at the number one on the Sunday slate. I The only person I've got this entire week scheduled for more points is Zeke. And again, he's playing on that restricted slate. So Saquon is and ironically enough behind Saquon in order. I have Kamara and McCaffrey. So I have three of them. So can you go wrong? No, they're no. less than three points apart. But if you're asking who my projections and when I've listened to experts, what their projections have been, it's uh, Saquon. I've got Saquon for 25 points, 25 points. I would use Saquon. So All right, really quick, let's do t- let's do defensive teams so we can go out and have a drink. Sure. Defensive teams. OK, I've got four of them that can earn you three X value. However, two of them are playing on Thursday. Oh, but one of them's Thursday night. Okay, so one of them's off the slate. The Bears are off the slate. Bears at the, uh, the Chicago at Detroit game is 1230 on Thanksgiving. By the time you're hearing this, that game is over and you couldn't bet it even if you wanted to because of DraftKings. Again, not going to get in a rant. So your choices are the Packers, the Saints or the Niners. Wow. Those are the three guys and they're not because they're the highest totals. Again, these are value plays. The Packers are 2200. The Saints are 2,300, and the Niners are 2,300. If you want a certain play, you want high return, you're probably looking at the Texans against Houston, which is Monday night. But if you're playing a Sunday-only slate, they're not going to be available. Honestly, then the next best team on my list is your choice of the Chargers or the Pats. And the Pats are 3,100, and I got them slated for 7.5 points. So maybe that's the way to go is the Pats.
1: They are playing the Jets. (laughs) They're playing the Jets. So, you know, I mean, and the Chargers are playing at home against wherever Arizona, they're, wherever they're home. But is. I think Arizona is going to air the ball out
0: to Larry Legend. And I think that's going to hurt the numbers. I I do. How do you like um, Baltimore
1: against Oakland? Uh, Baltimore's at home.
0: Where are the Ravens on my list? I don't know. Wow. Way down. The Ravens are 3,300. That's the problem. That's the problem. The Patriots are
1: 3,100.
0: I'll take the Patriots at 3,100 over the Ravens at 33. I will. I will. I, I just, I can't. So I, I I got the Packers again they're cheap. Minnesota, a Dalvin Cook is not well. You can't no. you can't do Latavius Murphy. The Packers if the Packers can shut down the passing game which I'm not sure they can. They could do well. The Saints, Atlanta doesn't seem to know what to do with the ball unless it's going to Julio lately. I don't know why Atlanta's offense isn't better. They should be. Here's here's the one I really like. Okay. Stay with me, America. Oh, he's going to start whispering. I love the 49ers at 2300. They're in Tampa. Tampa has started a different quarterback by (laughs) choice. Four out of the last four weeks. Not because it was an injury. Not because someone started and got benched. They voluntarily said, you're our quarterback and then changed their mind. This will be the fourth straight week. I I can't anymore with them. (laughs) So I do think the 49er defense could cause some turnovers. I think they are going to give up very few points. I I like the 49ers this week. So I've given you outside value plays at every position. You don't ever use value plays at every position. Use value plays where you can to afford paying up. So where are you paying up this week, Craig? Um, I think you can afford to go value at tight end and defense because they've been so bad this season in general.
1: Yeah, if I can afford it, I would probably pay up the receiver. That's what I'm thinking, too. I'm thinking I use one
0: value receiver, maybe one value running back, and then I use chalk it the other running back, and the other two wideouts. Yep, and then see what you have left over for flex. Exactly. Exactly.
1: So, um,
0: yeah, I mean, I I had a conversation. We're not going to do a lineup this week. I had a conversation with somebody the other day about uh, DraftKings regulations, and they actually got a cease and desist letter that they were giving out too much information on their podcast. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, we're a small fish in a big pond. It's going to take a long time for DraftKings to pay attention to us. But uh, we certainly don't want to risk violating any terms of uh, service or anything like that. So I- I'd rather talk in general terms. I do like a stack this week with Carolina. Um, I think it's a good opportunity. I would like the Seattle stack because I think Russell Wilson's going to do well. But I don't know who Russell Wilson throwing the ball to we um, may never know and he may never throw the ball and i don't trust their backfield at all i just don't i don't it could be chris carson it could be mike davis it could be rashad penny i don't know i think penny's hurt though isn't he i believe so so i i just don't know um so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna target like high high score games which means we have just enough time Uh-oh. for america's favorite game the over-unders so, in games where you're not sure, we're going to tell you three games to target and three games to avoid. So, Craig, do you want to start with the high ones or the low ones?
1: Let's go with the high ones.
0: High ones. There are three games over 50. Okay. Give me those three games. Um, let me tell you right now that the Giants at Philadelphia has no line. And the Tennessee at Houston game has no line. So they are not eligible answers. All right.
1: Give me one second.
0: Pulling up the list. So the reason we do this is because games with high totals typically have higher point totals, obviously. But that means fantasy production increases. So you want to try to if you're on the fence between one guy or another, their team totals might help you break that tie because it might give you an idea of who's going to score more.
1: All wow, these games are horrible. They
0: are horrible. Um let's go
1: Packers Vikings. And this
0: is a full slate. These okay. are the Thursday games included. Just be just be aware of that. Packers Vikings is incorrect. Uh Green Bay at Minnesota is an over under of 48. So that's strike 1. No. So all right, we'll go Falcons Saints since they're playing Thursday night. Atlanta and New Orleans is a 59 and a half. That is the third highest total we have seen this year. So that and again that will be on the main slate cuz it's Thursday night. Atlanta at uh, Atlanta at New Orleans is a game to target. Go on. That's one right.
1: It's one. Let's go. Yeesh. Let's go Colts Dolphins. Wow, well, I'm shocked you got it, but yes, Dolphins
0: at the Colts is a 50 and a half. Wow. That one is expected to be a high high well, Because of Ty
1: le- TY Hilton's a week.
0: Well, I and, and the and the implied total would be something like 30 to 20. So they're actually implying that Miami could score 20 points here. So yeah, it's, I don't see possible. that, but yeah. All right, so you got two right. There's one more on the board. It's an over-under of 55, and I never think you're going to get this one. 55, huh? 55 is the number. Wow. The second highest total of the week.
1: Seahawks, Panthers.
0: No. Seattle at Carolina is a 47.5. That is strike two. Ooh. Ooh. Steelers, Broncos. So Pittsburgh at Denver is a 46 and a half. That ah, is strike three. Who is the it? correct answer? You would never guess this is San Francisco at Tampa Bay <laughs> Oh my god! and over under a 55. Why? Tampa is a three and a half Dear point gosh. favorite. So let's see. Let's do the math. That's 28, 27 with a three point swing. That's 30. No, that's 29 to 26 roughly in favor of Tampa. Wow. They think that game is going to be 29 or 30 points to 26. Does San Francisco score 26 points? against can see, oh yeah, they can't. Tampa's yeah, defense is terrible. Can. That's really what it is. It's two really bad defenses. So, so there you go. Atlanta, New Orleans is a game to target. San Fran at Tampa Bay is a game to target. We guess. And Miami at India is a game to target. Now three games that you should absolutely fade. And your target number is under 43.
1: Okay. Let's go Raiders Ravens.
0: Absolutely. 42 and a half. Oakland at Baltimore. Baltimore is an 11-point favorite in that game with an implied total of 42. Seriously? That's a 26-16, 26-15 final? Yep. <laughs> <sighs> Going on. All right, so that's one right. Uh, Giants-Eagles. Giants-Eagles does not have a line. So that's one of the ones oh, you can't right. guess. So go on. No no, no penalty there. All right, let's go Titans-Texans. Uh, that's the other game with no line. You can't guess that one Damn either. Damn it. So you've guessed the two that you can't guess. So you still <laughs> have both your strikes. Excellent.
1: All three of your strikes, actually. Uh, let's see here. Under what? Under 43.
0: 43.
1: Uh, Let's go Browns, Bengals.
0: No, Cleveland at Cincy is a 47 and a
1: half. Wow. Yes.
0: And that's only a three-point favorite for Cincy. So mm-hmm. they expect that game to be high scoring. Uh, Cardinals, Chargers. No, that Ooh. game is 45 because they expect the Chargers to dominate. Chargers are a 12-point favorite. Quick aside. Would you take the Chargers at home, giving twelve to Arizona? Do they win that game by twelve points? Yeah, they do. think so. I think it's a blowout. I think, I think a lot so. of people think it's a blowout. I think that's the biggest line. No, Atlanta, New Orleans is a thirteen point, but it's the second biggest line of the the week. So, all right, that's uh, uh, strike wow, two.
1: Not good. Uh, I think I guess it's already Patriots Jets.
0: No, Pats and Jets is a forty-six. Wow. Washington at Dallas is a forty-point-five. Okay. And Jacksonville, Buffalo is a 37 and a half. No love for Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles None. is gonna score 37 and a half points by himself. And there's Done. your final score. Your final score is 37 and a half to three. And you take sad. the over. Sad. So very sad. So you're gonna so the games you'll want to target, like we said, and they everything but Dallas appears on the main slate because Dallas is in the afternoon. So Atlanta at New Orleans, San Francisco at Tampa, and Miami at Indy all on in the main slate. You want to avoid Washington at Dallas on the Thanksgiving slate. And you want to avoid Jacksonville at Buffalo and Oakland to Baltimore in terms of fantasy play. So, Craig, we're running out of right. time. Final thoughts.
1: Oh, wow. It's just going to get messier as the season goes on.
0: You know, for really? a while, the metric was balancing out and the predictability factors were increasing and we were making money. And then last week happened and now it's all gone to crap. So I agree. I don't know what to, to say anymore. I, it was this, this game was a lot easier last season and a lot easier the season before the changes to the offensive rules have really kind of screwed with our ability to predict games. Yes, definitely. I mean, the point totals yeah.
1: are up. I mean, it's just, there's no, denying yeah, look it. at the, look at the Rams and the oh, chiefs.
0: So, so that's Craig's final thought. My final thought is we're entering the holiday season. So, uh, the, you know, it's, The gift of giving is key. So why not give your friends the gift of the Football Fig Nuts podcast? Tell them about us. And right now, for the Christmas season, starting only on Black Friday, you can download the Football Fig Nuts podcast (laughs) for free. That's right. Right now, between now and the end of the year, the Football Fig Nuts podcast can be downloaded from any of our sites, Stitcher, iTunes, Player FM, Spotify, All of those sites, absolutely free. There is nothing to sign up. No credit cards are required. You can give the gift of football advice for free. That's my final thought. So uh, we'll be back next week, week 13. Everybody's back. No more buys. This is the last week of buys. That's huge. That is. That's huge. We'll have the Rams and the Chiefs back, and there goes like 75 points of offense right off the bat. So expe- expect the pay lines to be low this week. <laughs> expect lower pay lines.
1: Very low.
0: Um, yeah. Last week, uh, I heard tournament pay lines were as low as 136 in some cases. Really? Yes. Wow. So very interesting stuff. But until then, we will be back next week. Until then, I am Britt. Uh, I'm Craig. And we are the Football Nuts Podcast. Good luck, everybody. Happy holidays. <laughs> I right. do.